GPR, GPR, GPR. That's the topic of today as we talk to a D4 student who just matched at her top choice for a GPR program. And she's going to tell us all about what she did, how she did it, but most importantly, why she's doing a GPR and a residency after dental school. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Dr. Darwin, a new dentist coach with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin on the new dentist podcast show. where We talk about getting into dental school, surviving dental school, getting into residency and then life as a new dentist. Guys, be sure that you are continuing to spread the love, share the love by liking, sharing this video and these episodes, but also commenting down below. That's key and important. We want to make sure we hear your feedback. Uh, so that we can continue to deliver this content, not only straight to you, but also all throughout the country and, and throughout the planet as well. Also, this episode of Ask Dr. Dorman is being brought to you by GetIntoDentalResidency.com. GetIntoDentalResidency.com. You see it right down below, which is the ultimate service to help you get into residency. Not now, but right now into your site, into the cycle. Um, pediatric dentistry. GPR, AGD, ortho, endo, uh, perio services are here and tailored to help you get prepared for your interviews, but also get your application together and then things to help you as you navigate this process of a, a postgraduate advanced dental training. For more details, go down below, check out right here on the website, get into dentalresidency.com. All right. Today, today it's a, uh, it's a reunion. It's a reunion. Three years ago, three years ago, Dr. student Dr. Emerald was entering her first year of dental school. And guess what? Three years later, she's getting ready to graduate and also do a residency. So today we're joined with student Dr. Emerald Ferguson. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Not as good as you. I know you're ready to get this countdown together with, uh, with, with school and getting getting all your requirements done. Uh, how many days is it before the, for graduation? I think it's like 70 days, but really maybe like 30 more clinic days. So time is winding down fast. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, real fast, please share uh, and it, uh, a little bit more about yourself, who you are, where you're from. So for those uh, that are watching and meeting you for the first time. Okay, well, hi everyone. My name is Emerald Ferguson. I'm originally from Nassau, Bahamas. Um, right now I'm at Meharry Medical College School of Dentistry in Nashville, Tennessee. And next year I'll be going to OU College of Dentistry for GPR. OU, OU, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, that, that state north of Texas. Right. <laughs> where all the where all the tornadoes and, and, and storms usually <laughs> either originate or pass through and disseminate uh as oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh so great. So let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about um, you know, life, what your life is gonna be after dental school, because it's coming in 70 days, right? Yes, uh sir. first question, what why residency? Why did you decide to do a residency? So for me, my overall goal is to go into pediatric dentistry. 
And I feel as though dental school gives you all the tools that you need, but sometimes you don't get all the experiences that you need um, or would like to see in dental school. So I sat down, had an honest conversation with myself and was just like, I want more experiences. I wanna see things that I wouldn't have been able to see in dental school that will prepare me for any and everything once I get out on my own. So going to GPR, any type of residency program after dental school was a really big, important factor for me to kind of continue on with my career and also the path I officially want to go on to, which is pediatric dentistry. Smart choice, smart choice uh, and great strategy because there are a lot of programs that actually prefer or strongly recommend that candidates have that extra experience that you mentioned, right? So very key. Right. Um, and it makes sense uh, as you are continuing. And the fact that you're doing at a hospital-based uh, general dentistry program right. is helpful because um, depending on how the program is structured, you may have a PETA mm -hmm. rotation, you may have rotations where you're actually going to the OR, uh, mm -hmm. doing more cases with children, right? All the right. things that are going to help you for that next step that you've already determined, which will right. be uh, applying to a pedo. So let's mm -hmm. so let's talk about this particular application because your pedo application is coming probably in about mm -hmm. a year or two. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this application. Okay. Tell us a little bit about how you prepared for getting this application, getting this application ready for a GPR program. So for me, what I did, which was really important, was letter recommendations. I think it's really important to do that as early as possible, kind of have an idea of who you want to ask, and also let them know, because I feel like everybody's busy, so it's really nice for your recommenders or who are writing these letters to know ahead of time. I think another thing would be is to just put yourself out there to network, um, possibly, I know, before going into dental school, shadowing is really important, but that's something that needs to continue within school as well. So just doing shadowing opportunities, externships. Um, and then I think the most important thing is to really research the programs that you're applying to, because there are so many out there, but there are some that are geared to more of what you wanna do in the future or what you wanna be better at as you, you know, exit out of dental school. So those were some of the important factors of kind of getting ready and understanding also the application process, I think is a whole other ball game in itself is just understanding every um, aspect that goes into it, the deadlines, all of those um, kind of were what I focused on prior to, um, you know, applying to this cycle. Yeah, that's key. That's mm -hmm. key. You said something that was very important, the shadowing, the mm -hmm. shadowing and, and getting to know faculty, especially if you know that you are planning uh, a future application in a specialty program, getting in front of faculty that are specialists. Now, I know at Meharry, uh, you have a, there's a GPR program, there's an oral surgery program, mm -hmm. uh, but that's it, right? Mm -hmm. There is that's a for right now, there is there mm -hmm. is a pedo program coming. There is. <laughs> there is. Uh, so so just to add on to you know what did you do shadowing wise, um, mm -hmm. to to and how did that help this application for you? I think for me personally, I 
went out and looked at the dentists that are kind of just surrounding our school. Um, I took the opportunity to shadow someone that way. And then also, which is crazy, I think through Facebook, I met my mentor and she's located in Texas. Um, she's a pediatric dentist out in Texas. So I was able to get the opportunity to go and shadow at her office for an entire week where we saw sedation cases, we saw, you know, comp exams, um, things like that. And just kind of to get the full on aspect of what it's like outside of just dental school, the patient load, where you're going to experience, what you're going to see on a daily basis. So those were my two type of shadowing opportunities I did, especially during my third year, right before this application cycle. Yeah, that, that shadowing is, is key for you all to watching and listen. That shadowing is key, key, uh, especially in preparation for a current advanced general dentistry program, but also later on down the line. Uh, I think I may know who that person was. You said in Texas, was it Houston, Texas? No, she oh. is in a smaller part of Texas. Okay. Um, I can't remember who's on my head because it's really, really tall, like small city. Yeah. Um, and she yeah. Really, like, drives like an hour away to her practice because it's in a very rural area. Rural but area. some of the cases we saw there were, I mean, it was extensive work that was being done. And I think the most important, like, important or really cool experience I got is we brought or she brought in a dental anesthesiologist so mm. we got to see sedation cases actually happening in her office and she yep. does this like once a week so yep. that was a really cool experience for me yeah. and that's also yeah. what made me want to do a hospital program as well because I wanted those experiences yeah in a hospital program you will it's a mandatory per the curriculum that you have mm -hmm. uh uh what is it two weeks one two three I think it's three weeks now three weeks of anesthesia, yep. anesthesia <laughs> rotation. So you'll see yeah. that uh, all of which are great, again, great items for you for your next set of applications for pedo. Mm -hmm. Very Absolutely. key, very key. Uh, and you'll be able to also utilize your experience for your GPR program mm -hmm. to share that in your personal statement for, for pedo too. So smart move. Smart move. Let's, since we're talking about GPR programs uh, uh, as it relates to future plans, let's go back and talk about the programs that you did your research on, right? You said you mentioned research in the programs. So let's talk about the, the schools that you apply to, the number, and why those particular programs. So in terms of the numbers, uh, I applied to a few different schools, but there were only a few where what really stuck out to me and it was more of what are their patient populations like. And for specifically for OU, um, their patient population is 60% children and then 40% adults. So I knew that that's specifically why I wanted to, um, I was really interested in their program. I also applied to other programs as well, but they were based off of location. So it was more of where do I see myself in five years? Where do I see myself in 10 years? Um, so that was the basis of how and where I applied. Also financially as well. I think coming out of school, it's important to understand what is the cost of living at different locations. That was a factor. Um, and in terms of the number of schools I applied to, I believe it was like 10 or 11, um, but definitely OU was the top, my top choice in terms of GPR programs. Nice, 
Nice. Okay. That makes sense. Location, cost of living, uh, where I think, you know, where you want, where you're thinking about being in the future. And most importantly, preparation for the next step, which is patient populations, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, what patient populations am I going to get exposure to yes. so that uh, I can get ready for my next step? So strategically, mm -hmm. a great move. Definitely a great move. So, also, oh, go ahead. Also, I feel like what was really important to me as well was the size of how many other co-residents I got. So OU is a really small program. So there's three of us in total. Um, so I felt like I was leaning more to programs that had smaller um, sizes. Um, and my goal was either six or less. So I think that was a really big factor as well. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, another factor after you get your application, you got your list of schools and programs is, is the, uh, you got to get ready for the interviews. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So you said you, you applied to about uh, 10 to 11 programs. How many mm -hmm. interviews did you get? And what were some unique questions that are above and beyond the normal ones that you got that you remembered? Uh, uh, and, and just share a little bit about that. Um, I interviewed it too. And honestly, I didn't, I know some people get some really like outlandish questions. Um, I didn't really get that many. I think one that I kind of stumbled on a little bit was I was asked like, what is my philosophy in life? Um, which was a great question, but I definitely, it kind of took me back and I had to think about that. Um, other questions were pretty straightforward. Um, why this program? Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? Um, what do you think you can bring to this program? Um, most of them were very straightforward and very conversational. Um, I, they weren't awkward in any way because one of them was, I think the thing that is kind of different is when now we have a lot of in-person interviews, but also some are still on Zoom. So that kind of factors into how your interview experience was as well. Um, I personally prefer in-person interviews. Um, I just feel like it's easier, A, to read the room, but also just to get a feel of what that program's actually like compared to in-person where you're just like, staring at a screen and talking to one or two other individuals. Yeah. So no crazy interview questions. They were very conversational and personal as well. What is your philosophy in life? Come on, I'm I'm 25. What you mean? In life, I'm still living life. What you talking right. about? Right, I'm still thinking about that one. Still thinking about. Still thinking about. Yeah. Can, can, can I get back to you after the residency? I'll have another exactly. year of life experience so that I can, mm -hmm. you know, share with you another yeah. bullet point. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So after that is you got to put your programs in order you got to start mm -hmm. ranking them and and there's usually a reason behind that right some of them uh is just based on your your top program your, you know your favorite program your 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 dream program so those usually will influence the ranking but also it also depends on the number of interviews you got too right yeah. so with two you say you got two interviews yeah two, two interviews so mm -hmm. um on the odds there, you, you kind of helped yourself out because you didn't have to go through a whole uh, right. 10 program rank list issue. Right. <laughs> because it's an issue. It can be an issue when you go through that mm -hmm. rank list. So um, just walk us through how you made the different uh, differentiation between who's going to be number one 
and mm-hmm. number two, because I'm pretty sure both of them were probably in that top five. And, yes. you know, also, was did that ranking change after your interview? Uh, yeah, okay. So I would say the ranking changed after my interview for sure, because my first interview um, was online as well. And I was like, okay, I kind of like it. And then I went to my OU interview in person and just seeing everything being there in person definitely changed my idea. And then after my actual interview, it changed my perspective. But what I honestly did is I got a sheet of paper. I wrote out the pros. I wrote out the cons. I wrote out what I liked about each one. And I really sat there and thought thought about it for at least a week or two. And then finally, I put in, you know, my preferences and where I want to go. But ultimately, what it came down to was the experiences, was um, was the cost of living, and then also just what I need right now at this time. That's the biggest factors that led me to one or the other. But I definitely know the ranking list can be very tricky and it's a lot to think about because in some ways you have control over it and then some ways you don't. Um, so I understand that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because it can be a, a process that can cause a lot of stress. And mm-hmm. for those of you that are getting ready, for the next cycle, if you need some help mm-hmm. with that, when you get to that point, Rankless, we've got a, a training for that. Check it out right here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we you can get some help with uh, how to rank your programs, the whole technology and science on how to rank your programs. So we know that you matched, right? <laughs> you matched. Uh, but we don't know how you rank them and whether you got your number one first or you got mm-hmm. your number two first. Oh, yeah. Um, I definitely ranked this program number one. This was my number one program. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And for those of you that fell asleep and didn't remember, her number one program, where she's going to be going from Nashville next yes. is Oklahoma. Yes. University of or is it Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma University, yeah. University of Oklahoma. It's University of Oklahoma. Yeah. Right now, now where I forget where Oklahoma. It's in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. Gotcha. So OKC, OKC, yeah. Oklahoma City. Congratulations. That's great. That's great. So you got your number one. You got your number <laughs> one. Um, the next thing is, people want to know more than just one. A uh, piece of advice. They want to hear some more than one tip because I'm sure in your process, you have a lot to share and and can uh, impart some knowledge on people. Knowing what you know now, the things that you've done, mm-hmm. especially from your third year into your mm-hmm. fourth year, and then your fourth year actually going through the application process. Knowing mm-hmm. what you know now, share some tips and some advice for those D3s at Meharry or any school. <laughs> that are Mm -hmm. considering residency and getting ready to uh, apply in this upcoming cycle? Well, there's there's so much. (laughs) But um, I think the first thing that I would say is patience because this is a very long process, a very stressful process on top of you having to deal with just dental school and life in dental school. 
your third year is also, at least here at Meharry, I know people, we take boards. So there's just a lot of things that are coming at you at one time. And you're also trying to prepare for the future. So I would say just have a lot of patience. Be wise in the decisions of choosing where you are applying because granted this process is very expensive as well. So you wanna make really good decisions about that. Um, don't be afraid or no scared of reaching out to either the program directors or recent um, residents or past residents because they are the people that will give you, I think some of the most honest um, opinions and advice. I would say just reach out to them, network with them. Um, but just honestly, during this process, take it day by day. Don't overwhelm yourself with, you know, I'm waiting for an interview. I haven't heard back yet. Like where you're supposed to be in terms of a residency, you will be. I truly believe that. Um, and I'll just say, trust the process. I know sometimes trust it's hard the process. That process, yes. but process. It will yes. work out in your favor. If right. not to next week, next year, it'll happen for yeah. you. Trust the process. And, um, for those of you that are getting ready to jump into the process, no, especially for those match, those match programs, because not all mm -hmm. residency programs are part of match, meaning they can accept people kind of like rolling admissions after the interview. And some programs, mm -hmm. if they're non-match, mm -hmm. they, you may get an offer right then and there, right? Mm -hmm. Or within 24 and 48 hours, and they want you to know, you know, want to know mm -hmm. what your answer is. But typically, for those programs that are part of match, the match is uh, statistically, mathematically uh, designed to favor you as a candidate, uh, especially if you rank your programs accordingly. Uh, and based on the logarithm and how they, it's all designed, which I still don't, you know, most people still don't know. <laughs> uh, and you shouldn't be focused on it. The thing that you should be mm -hmm. focused on is the ranking and knowing where you want to go based on what's best for you. Because the best program to go to mm -hmm. is the one that you match with because they're going to be the one that's going to train you as a super general dentist or even as a specialist as well. Mm -hmm. So, right. um so that's great. So, so those were some great tips. Patience, be intentional in your decision, reach out to residents and program directors and uh, trust the process, trust the process, right? Um, mm -hmm. What's the best way for people to contact you if, if they want to talk to you a little bit more about the process? Uh, I think the best way to contact me is through email. Um, it's my first and last name, one at gmail.com. So Emerald Ferguson, one at gmail.com. There you go, guys. That's how you, how you speak to and reach out to uh, student Dr. Ferguson, who will still, I mean, will soon be still a student, but she will soon be a full-fledged uh, uh, board certified. Was it NERB? Taking NERBs? Yeah. Taking NERBs, Serta? <laughs> Uh, she will be uh, she will be Dr. Ferguson. Wow. All right, we're gonna put some respect on her name, Dr. <laughs> Ferguson. Yes, and sir. So, student Dr. Ferguson, hey, again, it's been a pleasure. It's been amazing how fast the four mm -hmm. years have gone by since we first met, and uh, very proud of you, you and your classmates, for getting 
this hard work, getting this process done with dental school, but also the process uh, of residency. And that's been very helpful. Guys, check out these videos here. Hopefully uh, these are helpful for you too. And that's our time. Love, peace, and smiles. We'll see you next week. See you next week on the next video. Hey, hope you guys like that episode. There's more, more to listen to and more to learn from. Make sure you subscribe and tune in at the next, next episode. Peace.